All right, we're honored to have Mr. Charlie Kirk, president of Turning Point USA, with us on the line. Uh, Mr. Kirk, good morning. This is um, Pastor Alex. How are you doing today, sir? Great. Good morning. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Chris? Hey, yeah. Welcome to the show, man. <laughs> we're excited, dude. Well, we're excited to have you in Springfield you. in a couple of days here. Actually, yes, I guess it's tomorrow night. It should be fun. Yeah, so. yeah, tomorrow night, if people want to come by, we'll be at uh, Missouri State University if they want to get tickets. Uh, it's tpusa.com. Should be a lot of fun. And I got to tell you, you guys have a lot more liberals in Springfield than I thought. I thought that was, uh, you know, Springfield, Missouri should be nice, sleepy. And oh my goodness, the amount of protests that are planned and stuff is wild. So, uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Yeah. We so. have been shocked over the last few years as well. I've been in Springfield for a number of years. Chris grew up here pretty much in Springfield mm-hmm. area all of his life. And, um, uh, it's, it's surprising, um, how, how many liberals have been showing. And, um, yeah, um, it's crazy stuff, but we're we're thankful for what you're doing um, with your turning point movement there. Um, um, it's it's awesome to see, and and we're glad to have you here. We had the president of Turning Point USA from Missouri State. She was on with us yesterday and talking about your visit. So tell us what you're what you're doing in this area and why you decided to bring your your um your event here to Missouri State. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, she's one of the reasons. You know, we we try to pour into our best chapter leaders, and it's one of our best chapters across the country at Missouri State. Um, I was there during COVID about, boy, two and a half years ago, but it just, we did it off campus. We had to do it in a hotel just because of all the regulations and stuff. And I wanted to make a point to come back and actually do it on campus. So here we are. Um, It's a great place, really good people, um, you know, good energy. And, you know, we love the disagreement. We love the kind of spark of dialogue and conversation uh, that will be happening. We have a rule that if you disagree, you can go to the front of the line and you know, we'll have a nice little chat, and uh, they can say whatever they want because uh, we're big free speech advocates. Um, and so, hopefully, that'll that'll work out the way it usually does, uh, which people will learn something, and uh, we'll have clarity and not necessarily agreement, uh, which is really important. So, uh, all happening tomorrow, six thirty on campus. If you want to get your tickets? The website again is tpusa.com. Charlie, what are, what are all they going to experience? Somebody goes and gets a ticket, and they they come over to your event tomorrow night. Kind of give a run through of what what they're going to experience when they come to your show. Yeah, so um, we have kind of like a pre-show, a couple speakers that kind of warm things up, and then I'll take the stage. I'll speak probably about twenty minutes, thirty minutes about current events, um, and then it's hey, line up for questions, and we're pretty forceful about it. Like if you disagree, come to the front line. Uh, we want to have make sure all viewpoints are heard, and if you have something that you want to say. Um, then make sure you have an opportunity to do that. Um, we think that's really healthy. It's important. Uh, there's been a lot of stifling of especially conservative speech on campus. Um, but we think the best way to present that our worldview is to show it in contrast with other worldviews, right? So you go to campus, you give a speech. Imagine if you don't take any questions. Some people do that, by the way, especially on the left when they show up. Um, they don't always invite or encourage uh, disagreement. And so... Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people have probably seen those viral clips of us debating on campus. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll have some tomorrow. Uh, who knows? Uh, but that's kind of how it happens. Um, but, look, my spirit is not to try to, you know, make some college kid, you know, uh, make you know prove them wrong, if you will. My, my spirit is try to find clarity. And, you know, if someone steps up and asks a question that was, you know, pretty intense or pretty nasty, then, you know, we'll have to respond. But we're going to try to find, you know, where our differences are. Do we have anything in common? Um, But most importantly, if there are irreconcilable differences for the audience to know what side they fall on, you know, if there's a moral or a worldview reason. I'm going to say this. I I love your line. You want clarity and not necessarily 
um, agreement. And I'm, I'm going to give you this personal deal. So I was made aware of you a few years back, um, by my son, Trey Bryant. He is, um, he just graduated from Mizzou, um, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. <laughs> but he is a political science guy. And he, I remember him watching videos of you and kind of pointing you out to me. And I liked it because you're an intellectual guy who you know what you're talking about. I mean, you, you, you're not going to be, you're not going to be pushed around. You're not going to be, you stand firm on your beliefs, conservative, yet you're very respectful and you talk about some of the issues and, 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 and I appreciate that about you. So thank you. And, um, so that's a personal deal, but let's talk about some of these things. What do you expect are going to be the hot buttons here in Missouri state for tomorrow when you, when you come and you're talking to the kids, what do you expect to hear? That's a good question. Um, you know, some people have been sending me images of the um, protests that are planned. Uh, I, I, it seems that maybe Israel will be a big issue. That seems to really kind of be back in. Um, and that has obviously kind of come out of nowhere, and it's just terrible what's happened there. And I'm a, I'm a pretty uh, vocal pro-Israel guy, so yeah. that, that usually sparks some conversation. I just think there's a ton of misunderstanding um, around that topic of people that, quite honestly, have never been to the region or have been told to think a certain way by a professor. So that will definitely um, be w- one of the topics. And then uh, maybe the kind of trans thing uh, on campus, we'll see that usually is there. Um, but I don't know. I, you know, it depends. It all depends. Uh, you know, questions can kind of just come out of left field sometimes. And yeah. so, um, but I, I, I would be shocked if we didn't get one or two Israel questions that, uh, that seems to be, the emphasis for understandably right now of what's happening in the world. Um, and, you know, hopefully get some people to think, think analytically about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Israel thing definitely is, I, I know here in Springfield, we've had some of the lawmakers on our local lawmakers and, um, the whole LGBTQ agenda is big here in Springfield right now. I, we see the battle lines being drawn. Um, they, a lot in, whether it's in the school on the school boards here in Springfield, um, a lot of the, the proponents of that, feel like that their voice is not being heard and that the kids aren't safe. And it, from the college level down to the some of the books they're doing in school. So I imagine you are going to be getting some of those issues. And, you know, what do you say to that that LGBTQ kid, that trans kid who says, well, you don't like me, and they're going to come with their questions. And, you know, why are you against trans people? What are you going to say to that? Oh, yeah, we, we've dealt with that a lot. You know, if, if they're... um over 18, then, you know, they're an adult. And if, if, they're, if they're a minor, I, I usually say, you know, this is not probably the best time to talk me to talk to you. But look, if they're 19 or 20, you know, I, I first say, you know, if, if it's all about live and let live, then why are you so concerned about what I think? Right. Cause you know, the first, the first aspect is to try to flush out. So what's preventing you from wearing a dress, right? Like, I don't think you actually, as a man can become a woman or a woman can become a man. And it really comes down fundamentally is that they want to conform you to believe that they are who they say they are. And that's not going to happen in my case, right? They can do what they can act however they want, but I'm not going to change my belief system based on what they do or how they act in a certain way. But the real question more like from a policy perspective right now that's in play is should we be teaching this in our schools? Like should should people be performing in front of children in quote unquote drag queen type situations? Uh, should it be in textbooks? Should it be in promoted books? That's really the more important policy question that's occurring right now. And then the even deeper one is should a 14 or a 15 year old who has been told or convinced um, that they are a boy when they're a woman or they're a woman when they're a boy or whichever way you want to put it, should they be able to get irreversible basically chemical castration surgery. These are the policy questions, right? 
And again, I'm, it all depends on how somebody asks a question or how they approach it. Um, but that right there should be a non-negotiable. There, there should not be the mutilation of children in our country. Um, it's, we, we are seeing thousands and thousands of young people come out with transition regret. They were told that they could reverse it. They were told that puberty can be stopped and it can be started again. Uh, these are all falsehoods. These are, these are this incredibly misleading um, and it's rooted in bad ideology. And so I, I, I don't see any world why we should have 15 or 16 year olds or even younger go under five or six hours surgery to take off their breasts, breasts and give them hysterectomies and then drugs for the rest of their life because they think in their head there's something that they're not. Charlie, this is producer Cass here. I'm 24, just graduated from college a couple years ago, and I'm the president of our local Young Republicans Club down here. And one of the things that I've been noticing on social media conversations and whatnot is the same group of people that you're talking about are very activists um, in terms of transgender agendas and everything. They're the same people that are protesting in support of, you know, Hamas and Palestine and all of that. What how do you communicate to them that that is not a cohesive set of ideologies? What the, the same type of people that they're defending, um, you know, Islamic jihadists, extremists, they're not going to, they don't care about what the LGBTQ blue haired feminist Nazi liberal thinks, yep. right? In fact, they would probably execute them on the street. What, what does that conversation become like? That, that's a super smart point. And, you know, we've talked about this on our show. There's a term called intersectionality without getting too academically wonky. It was coined by Kimberly Crenshaw 30 years ago, where basically she said that if you are a quote unquote victim group, you have everything in common, even though you have opposite views. Right. And this is why you'll see tomorrow night if, you know, depending on who shows up and just you know, if, if it's if it's standard, you will see people that, you know, in one second will be arguing that, you know, Hamas is fine, and the next second arguing for, quote-unquote, gay rights, and to your point, that they're completely contradictory in their worldview, and, and they, they, don't, they don't have to be actually, they don't have to fit. They, they don't care. What they care about is what they oppose. And the thing that Hamas and the LGBT groups have in common is they hate America, and they hate the West, and that's enough. That's enough to work together. That's enough to um, try and destabilize voices like our own and Turning Point USA. Um, and, and you should, we should point out the contradictions because it makes them think. It also hopefully will make them pause that they're being motivated by hate, not by commonality of values. So I think that's really important. Um, but you would be shocked sometimes when you speak to some of these activists, not all of them, and you highlight like, hey, you know, you realize that you have completely different views than your fellow activists. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, you know, they're great. <laughs> that, that's, that's, um, that, that sort of uh, expo- exposure and um, highlighting is critical, but uh, rare in too many instances. Yeah. That's a really smart point. That's good. We're talking to Charlie Kirk, founder of, and president of Turning Point USA. And Charlie, just got a, just another couple seconds here, but I just want to ask you this. Have you ever found that, you know, after you've had someone ask you a question, and you've given them a straightforward answer that they see your point and that they maybe have changed. Have you seen some, they come back later and tell you, yeah, you've, you've opened my eyes to that. You know, every so often it's the most fulfilling thing. I'll, I'll have, you know, we had a student in Chicago last year say, Charlie, Bernie Sanders liberal until I started following your stuff. So that was kind of fun to hear. And we hear that a lot. Um, but no, the most fulfilling is when um, the student will say, oh, good point. Or I haven't thought of it that way. Right. 
Um, and that means that we're doing our job, right? And again, I, I, I've tried to get better at this as I get older. It, it's not just about being full aggression and like, you know, owning the questioner, right? Um, that's why I'm here or I am there, right? I've been doing this for 11 years. I'm 30 years old now. Some of these, you know, 18 or 19 or 20 year olds are, you know, very, very passionate, but quite honestly, not as well researched as I think they, they think they are. It's more about can I convince them or their friends or can I make, you know, the millions of people watching online, which is the other important thing, right? Because these videos get cut up and they get seen as almost cultural phenomenon. Um, can I get them to think differently? And, you know, my job is not just to say what everyone else is already saying, basically. Um, my job is to try to ask the questions that other people are afraid to ask and to give a voice to people that otherwise feel as if, they'll be ostracized or fired or isolated uh, if they ask these type of questions. Man, Charlie Kirk, it's been a pleasure talking to you here on Wake Up Springfield. Tomorrow, Live Free Tour. It's going to be at Missouri State 630. Everyone's invited. You have to go to um, tpusa.com slash live free, and you're invited to come. You're coming here, Charlie Kirk, and all that he's doing. So thank you for, for what you're doing for our young people, for the leadership you're providing. We really appreciate you having you here on Wake Up Springfield. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank hey, God you. bless you too. So, all right. Well, hey, man, that was pretty awesome. Charlie yeah. Kirk there. And I want to mention uh, if you like what you hear from Charlie Kirk and maybe haven't heard Charlie before, uh, he you can hear three hours of him every Sunday here on KWTO. We air the Charlie Kirk show from 3 until 6 p.m. on Sundays. There you go. So, <clears throat> hey, we're going to get a traffic update with Don Luzader and then Trump. Right that. What was that? We're going to talk about Trump. Oh, then we're going to talk about Trump. There it is. <laughs>